Welcome to the Juxtaposition. Here on this podcast, we're going to talk about real life struggles and experiences growing up in this world as young adults, with Christ being our foundation. So get ready to laugh, cry, scream, and everything in between. Anyways, welcome back to the Juxtaposition. I'm your host, Nana, alongside my two <laughs> lovely co-hosts. So your name Bernice. I'm Janet. Okay, today is a good day. It's a great day. day. It's shining outside. The sun is looking like Costa Rica right now. It's so amazing. You went that far? Yes. I want to go. Why do you say that? Why do you say that? Today, today, today. Today is probably our official interview. Yeah, very first. Very first. Very first conversation with someone that is very near and dear to my heart. You know? So. I want to introduce you guys to my friend, <laughs> Matthew Worku. Hello, hello. What's up? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain, man. I'm chilling. How are you? Good, man. Nice haircut. I don't know how you got that haircut. Right? It looks straight. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're in a pandemic. Restriction, so. No, restrictions are lifting, so you know. Maybe he did it himself. I've been wearing this hat. I've been wearing this hat. No, you definitely didn't do that by yourself. I've been wearing this hat for like two months, man. Two months. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. I had an afro, but I couldn't fit a hat no more, so it, it had to be done. Bro. Yeah, your hair. I def- yeah, yeah, probably your hair. Yeah, your hair grows. His hair grows, grows. So yeah, it had to be done. Before we start, I just want to tell the people some of the list of accomplishments Matthew has done in his young career. You know, uh, he is uh, 28. By the way, I'm joking. He's 22. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a research assistant and writer at Sunday School. He's currently the voice of a network for Nick Plus, a.k.a. Nickelodeon for the 90s, the 90s kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Um Actor signed to Edna Talent Management. My bad, sir. He had uh, multiple commercials <laughs> for Kudo, Bud okay. Light, Roots. And it was definitely on the on the TV <laughs> because there's one time I was working out. And I said, oh, shoot, that's Matthew. <laughs> that's my <laughs> that's Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> so, I know him. It's, it's legit. It's legit commercial. You know, some people, okay, you know, I'm not going to go on a little Wow. Anyways, so, and he featured in a photo yeah. shoot that Vogue Italia did on Vogue? an article in 2019. And lastly, he has many more, but lastly, his poetry chapter book reached number one on Amazon, which is called You Can Call Me. You Can Call Me. Yeah. So, bro, yes. That's a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's a grand laundry list of accomplishments. Yes, bro. And I know you're still continuing to do your accomplishments as you continue. I was going to ask first before you get into it, but how does that feel hearing that, like when you're, when, He's reading it out loud. Like, how yeah, did that people giving you your flowers? How does that feel? Like you've done all this stuff, and you you're young, so yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Cool. It um, it's interesting. It's like it's twofold because on one hand, I'm I'm very grateful, of course, mm-hmm. and you know, hearing it back is like, oh wow, okay, I really, it's working. Right, you know, like right. God is working. It's happening. But then on the other hand, I'm still very aware of all the things I still want to do. Right, so that right. chase never ends. You know. Yeah. So yeah. in my head, I'm like. This is great, and I'm grateful for it, but I'm already mentally just, all right, next, next, next. Okay, so okay. Which might not be healthy, but. You got incredible drive, right? Yeah, incredible it drive. is motiv- it's motivation. It. So, yeah. so. so how do you, like, sorry, before we get into it, how do you, like, <laughs> unwind and realize, like, what, like, you have accomplished, like, you know, instead of just going to the next thing and. I'm learning, I'm learning to do that as I go. I think after this book, I really learned to do that, and, um. 
my friend gave me some advice when the book came out because he's an artist as well and he's very like what's next what's next what's next mm -hmm. and he was like fam i want you to live in this season yeah, and when he yeah. placed it like that when he said season i was like it just it, it grounded me you know like okay let me really learn to learn to accept it and just sit in it and ride it out and not worry about what's gonna happen next and just know especially whenever i look back and i'm like every time i was tripping about what's gonna happen next something greater than what i could have imagined came right, my way right, right. so just the knowledge of that, I kind of sit still. I'm like, all right, whatever's next is better than whatever was. So I'll, just, I'll live in this. That's cool here. So can you tell the people where you are from, sir? Yes, I'm from... Just, Both oh, ways. I'm Ethiopian. Ethiopian. <laughs> 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 I'm Ethiopian. My ethnicity is Ethiopian. Okay. Uh, both my parents are Ethiopian. Yeah, you know the vibes, East Africa. And, um, <laughs> and I'm from Lawrence Heights in Toronto. We don't uh, we don't know we don't know like that. that area that well. I'm just joking. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean it's it's you know not the greatest neighborhood, um, but a lot of beauty comes out of it at the same time. Right, right. I think trying to contribute to the beauty. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna get right into your as you talked about it before your your book. You know, okay. and I, I read it a little bit of it. I mean, they read it as well. It's yeah. pretty cool. Um, but we wanted to know, like, how did that start for you? Where did that start? How did that happen? Like your writing, the poetry, that aspect of it. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, Eric knows because we, we go back to high school. I was doing poetry for a, a very long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, the plan for the it wasn't even really a plan, to be honest. I was just writing. Yeah. And. You know, as you're writing, like, you just... I looked at my books, and I'm like, okay, I have a lot of writing. I've been doing this for a while. Like, what other way can I give this to the world? Other than just posting it on Insta, other than tweeting about it, other than something like that. How can I profit off of it now? It's time to build a career. So, I was like, all right, where do they put words where they make profit? Books. So, yeah, just steadily. Once that idea kind of planted in my head, just started watering it, and slowly but surely, it became... It became... Mm -hmm. So you always had the idea of the book in your head, like even in high school? Nah, I never. Nah, not at all. I wasn't. I wasn't even on that type of time. It was just like in 2019 when I wrote the first poem for it. Mm -hmm. After a while, I was like, "This is kind of piling up. Mm -hmm. This is becoming something." And there's a story here as well that I noticed. Mm -hmm. So when it became okay, there's like a cohesive story I can tell. I want to put this out in a way where, because if I post it on Instagram, you know. It's gonna get lost in like, fingers crossed. Like, uh, it gets shared. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, comments, yeah, love, yeah. etc. Which is great. But again, it's at the point now where I'm like, all right, I'm a year from graduation. How can I turn this into a viable career? How can I actually like do something with this? Mm -hmm. So I just started really just googling and like, all right, let's try to publish. Mm. Wow, that's a cool. I I mean, I wish. I mean, I like writing too, but I don't know if I could write the way you wrote. But like you talked about it, but I'm like, what? pushed you to write first of all like what's the like what pushed you to get to the area of like just writing just in general even if you didn't think about it like it was poetry or anything like that but the fact that you actually opened a book and you said like no i'm not gonna write it down let me just write it down like what got you to that point like what pushed you there like in the beginning yeah, beginning the very first like like if you go mm -hmm. back and say like yeah, what like, got me there did it start pushes? off with journaling did it start or off or was like, it like uh, one day you just yeah. felt like you had rhymes and you yeah, yeah. it was like uh it was it was two specific scenarios the first one was in grade eight i remember we had this assignment in elementary school and the teacher was like you know just 
innocent little, like, I want everyone to write a poem and then present it in front of the yeah, class. Yeah. And so we did that, and I was writing mine. And I vividly remember while I was writing it, I was like, because we had to make it rhyme and whatnot. And I was like, oh, this is kind of easy. Like, this is lit. <laughs> so I, I just did it. I was writing it and then presented it. And I got laughs, and I got, ah, uh, and you're, you're a kid, so you're like, okay. Right. You know, like, all right, this is cool. But I didn't think too much of it. And then a year later in grade nine, this was the moment where I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do something mm -hmm. with this. Um, my family, there was some, some, some problems going on at home, some arguments and whatnot. And it was just weighing heavy. And it got to the point where I was like, yo, I, I want to, it's like a movie scene. I wanted to get it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was so cookie cutter. Like, I wanted to get it out, but anytime I said something out loud, then it just contributes to it getting worse. I'm like, all right, let me try this thing that was that was fun last year. So I remember writing it, writing it out, and it wasn't technically good or anything like that. But I remember mm -hmm. finishing it and just being like, oh, that did it for me. Like I feel what I wanted mm -hmm. to feel by saying it. And then from there, it just became a matter of anytime I felt that feeling of like, I have to say something. You wrote it down. Oh, right just down. put it on a piece of paper. Yeah. yeah. It was like your escape. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. I, I mean, as I said before, like the writing aspect for me as well, like, I mean, I don't write, like I said before, I don't write the way you write, but like writing out your feelings and writing out how you feel, it just, it gives you some type of like, you know, like a release. A release. Like you feel like. I don't know, like the paper understands what you're saying. But you said you, you think you can't do it. But if you read it, if you read his book, it's kind of like he's writing in your own like words. Like you're not really writing so formal. Yeah. yeah. Can you agree to that? Like, because even the spelling, like I see some spelling in there. It's like, this oh, shoot. Like I never right. seen that in yeah. a book, mm -hmm. but he, he did it his own way. Right? right. So a lot of people think they can't do something, but just be yourself, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing about um, and I learned a lot about this like while making this book and being in school and whatnot. You learn about the literature industry and publishing, right, and right. it's very much like a there's hierarchies and there's, you know, like everyone thinks they're posh and better right. than everyone, etc. But when I read things that I enjoy, like when I'm reading Tupac's poetry book and he's spelling "cuz" with C U Z mm -hmm. as opposed to C A U, right, you know right. what I'm saying, or just other poets and they're not using periods, they're not using commas. There's no rules to how you feel. It's just feel it. So I kind of took that mindset. It wasn't a matter, like I'm not writing an essay, so I'm not tripping on, you know, whether like grammatical it's grammatical errors and stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you feel? That's my only concern. Right, right. Yeah. So. You're writing it more to be relational to the people and not, like when you read it, you feel like, wow, I can put myself in that shoes and that's what I'm thinking. Like you're literally writing what the person is thinking and people in our day and age right now, they don't dramatically write correctly anyways in text. So like yeah. reading it, they're like, yeah, uh-huh, he understands me. Like, yeah. I get this dude. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. were you going to continue? No, go ahead. Oh, okay. So what I wanted to ask next is um, like, what does poetry mean to you? And the first time you like published your book or you know, got to that point, like, how did it feel? Hmm. Um, so what does poetry mean to me? Poetry is, uh, I, it's everything mm -hmm. without exaggerating or being a uh, cliche. I do a lot of things creatively and I'm in a lot of things creatively, but I've learned in my life, the thing I always come back to or the thing that's the, the constant through everything has always been poetry because mm -hmm. it's just, it's just me and the word, you know, mm -hmm. there's nothing else. There's nothing else going on. And that's very peaceful. 
So poetry means a lot to me, mm-hmm. everything to me. And then in terms of how I felt when I published the book, it was, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> taking me back. It was, it was scary. Mm-hmm. It was really scary. As I was making it, I was like, you just want to get there. And I'm like, yo, when I have a, I'm going to have a right. public, this is going to be crazy. Like, I'm an author. That's lit. You know what I'm saying? I'm having all those yeah. things. I got there. I got to that moment. And I remember the day it came out, I was so sad. And I was sad. Yeah, yeah. I was, it was weird. My homie's like, well, you did it. Uh, uh. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. But it was, I was sad because, um, I mean, for one, it was like, the story wasn't mine anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's this thing that I, that I lived in, that I experienced, that I, it was so personal to me. Once it went into the world, it was like, Oh, I gotta, it's not mine anymore. It's not mine anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like I have to, I have to live somewhere else. Oh, I have to live in something else. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was that definitely proud, but I think the pride and the, the accomplishment came a little bit after. Yeah. In the moment it was like, <laughs> well, since you talked about one of your poems, let's take a little deep dive in one of your poems. Let me just get in the mood. Hold on. Transition. I read it. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Let my can let my candles. You know? Oh my gosh. Okay. okay like hold up. Hold up. So in your poem, feeling lonely, oh you wrote, I'll, "Oh, sorry. I'll imagine and imagine." And create who she is and fall in love with that. So the question is, Matthew, have you fallen in love with the idea of being with a person? And if so, has your perception changed? <laughs> it's like, oh man, oh man. Oh, thanks, <laughs> That's a real one. And I've I've heard a lot of your guys' episodes and I'm pretty sure that's the topic you guys have touched on briefly and whatnot, and you guys have done a great job on it. And it's, it's yeah, I very much have done that in my past. Um, there's an entire chapter called Infatuation. I yeah, think I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, this probably, he was all in it. He was like, oh man, that's all me. There's different stages, different levels. Yeah. yeah. But, but. No, it, it's definitely something that I've done in my past where I'll, I'll like I said, I'll imagine. And then, you not only fall in love with the idea of being with someone, but you fall in love with the idea you created of that person. Right. You know? So it's twofold. Once I realize, like, oh, okay, as a matter of fact, I'm okay to not be with anyone. And then on top of that, you don't meet who I've created for right. you. It's been a lot of, a lot of learning. Yeah. Like that. A lot of learning. you're right right. like i think a lot of times like you said like people have this idea of what they want their partner to be like and so when they don't meet it it's like it's like it's a big clash you start to realize like whoa like how did i even get up in how did i even like end up here you know and so you're pulling yourself out the part of it that's hard for most people is pulling yourself out of it because you've invested so much time into it so it's like now you like what should I do? Should I stay even longer, yeah. even though they don't meet what I expected, or should I just pull out and start all over again? Like, but did that happen to you? It, I mean, obviously we wrote about it, so um, that situation that you were in about infatuating about somebody, your like, what ended up happening? Did you take time to get yourself out of it, or like something just happened? You just like I need to get out now. It was um, 
I mean, particularly for, for what I was writing about in the book, the situation was more so I kind of realized it as we went along. Mm-hmm. Like, as I got to know her more and whatnot, and as we got deeper. And it's happened in my past as well, where it's gotten to those moments where it's like, wow, I, I created something completely different mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. And now that I've realized this, previously when I was younger, I wasn't as, I'll use mature. I wasn't as mature to... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't as mature to like to go about that process gracefully. Yeah. But yeah. now it's to the point where I've like I had a conversation with um with one of my exes recently and I was talking to her and I was apologizing really because it was like mm-hmm. I don't have the right to impart on you who you should be or who I think you should be. Right. Right. You know? So for me to do that and then aim for that is just it's twisted. So sorry, I was gonna ask more questions. But the fact that you were able to actually go back and apologize to says a lot. Says a lot about who you are and says a lot about your growth. Because most people no matter what, they will never go back and apologize. It's very difficult to go back, you know? That means you did like some self. Yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm glad you highlighted that. I'm curious. I want I want your um all your opinions on this. Do you think because what when I did that, when I was going about doing that, I was definitely nervous because there's a big chance of like yes, <laughs> rejection. Like why? Like we're talking about? Yeah, like how dare you? Type yeah. Thing. But then it was good. It was healthy. It felt good. But then I saw a tweet the other day, and it was like for for guys that double back and apologize in the past. Like who do you think you are? Who's thinking about you? I was like, damn, yo, that's what I just. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I that. With that, with that, I think it's more so for yourself. To unload because you probably even felt it in your body, like, oh, like this feels good, like that. I told her this. Mm-hmm. And I've been in situations like that where I would where I would apologize for something I did and I didn't receive the the type of response that I that I wanted. Like mm-hmm. the person will probably just be like nonchalant, like, oh, <laughs> like okay. okay. But it's it's not yeah. it's not dumb. It's for you. And a lot of people go into um apologies thinking like this this person's response is gonna make me feel better. Yeah. Like you have to enter in into the apology as like, no, this is for me and the process. You probably had a process. You probably wrote to yourself and stuff like that. Like, yo, this is the reason why I'm doing that. You probably talked to the person. This is the reason why I'm doing this, mm-hmm. and it can bring some closure. You know, so uh, the tough macho man stuff that people like to do. They gonna stay where they gonna it's stay. Like, yeah, it's like growth. It's growth. Yeah. Stuff like that. Situations like that. Like. It makes you grow as a man, right? So that's that's my answer. To I was gonna that. No, go ahead. Okay, but like I, whoever made that comment has some serious insecurity. <laughs> not real talk. No, like, because it's not fair to say like if I was if I was hurt from a like a, a relationship and the person came back and apologized, I would look at you very differently and mm-hmm. and realize that you've grown. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't hold what I have in yeah. my mind about you. All yeah, you've done. It's like a new chapter. It's like as, a new chapter. Yeah. So if somebody comes back and double double back three three four times if you got to to apologize okay? <laughs> <laughs> don't come on time come two times if you got mm. to because it, it just shows how mature you are and like people who say that stuff are are the people who hold on to negativity who hold on to the grudges who who value the baggage yeah. like they hold that more valuable than actually releasing it and, and allowing themselves to be free and mm. going on about their lives so mm. once again for the people out there that are holding on to that don't come back and apologize like how dare you when that right nah those sorry those situations like god puts you in those situations so you can grow like i said Mm -hmm. so they're very important when stuff like that happens for you to go ahead and apologize yeah i would say the same thing i would say like i would see that person as stagnant because i think like most times when you get out of a relationship you want to 
you want to hate that person. Like if yeah. it was in a bad way, like it ended yeah. off in a bad way, you want to hate them and you want to, they want to yeah. look like the worst person. But when yeah. someone comes back to you and apologizes, you don't even know how to fear. You're like, should oh. I, should I like them now? Like they're, they're telling me the truth. So you don't really know how to feel. I think that's why most people are like, let's just end it cut and clear and just yeah. not talk about it. But that's growth <clears> that's- for you. And that should be growth for the other person as well. And learn that in their future relationships, that's how they should think about things mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so yeah. okay all right cool i have to make sure i wasn't tripping because a lot you're of people not tripping. Like, you are not tripping at yeah, all you're not, you're, not. you're not tripping but uh, speaking on that obviously you, you've been Great in <laughs> I, I i believe you've been in relationships for um and you've experienced um mm-hmm. things with different i don't know mm-hmm. different um relationships mm-hmm. why have haven't those relationships worked worked mm-hmm. um and and how have you learned from those situations? Because I don't, I'm not sure if you're currently in a relationship or not. I'm not right now. <laughs> For ladies out there, he's single. He's single. He's single. I don't know if he's Look ready at, to mingle. Come on now, but... he's, he's he's a he's a poet guy, man. Come on, come on. Yeah, okay. let me know. Okay. <laughs> All right, so so he's you're not in a relationship, but you have been in previous relationships before. What led to you not committing or? it falling out, I guess you would say. And mm-hmm. how have you learned from that? Um, I've learned a lot from it. I've learned a lot from it. And, uh, you know, in high, I've been applying this, I'm going to try to wrap it around, but I've been applying this perspective lately of like, okay, I'm 22. And for example, the other day, my homie was tripping and he's 21, right? He was just talking about something. And I was like, he's trying to get his life together, et cetera. I'm like, yo fam, two years ago, you were a teenager. Mm-hmm. You, yeah you know what i mean like do you yeah. understand two years ago you were a teenager so i've been applying that to myself as well it's like yo three years ago you were a teenager i'm saying that to say i think previous relationships have ended and i'm currently not in one right now because for one i would say maturity mm-hmm. like in the past i know for sure the maturity just wasn't there it just wasn't there mm-hmm. and Especially now getting closer to God, getting closer to myself. Like, I have certain foundations within myself that I wasn't even close to before. Right. Right. So to, to try to build on, it's like trying to build on water. Exactly. You're going to see. Yeah, yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, yeah. That's for sure why I think I didn't stay in those relationships. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of writing, another thing actually is that, and I think people don't say this enough or admit it or talk about it enough, but... I enjoy me. I'm saying like... <laughs> Say it again for the people that's the in the best back. Superpower, that's the best because superpower that, to have. That literally is me yeah. right here. You're splitting me. <laughs> you get me, right? You get me. Yeah, nah, I hear you. I hear you. And people put a lot of emphasis and pressure on being, re- being in relationships. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm at, even with friendships, I'm at a place where it's like, if I don't enjoy your energy more than I enjoy my own... <laughs> You gas the gas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I, I enjoy my energy. Um, in the past, I had to work on my, my maturity. And then another thing too is insecurities. Mm-hmm. Insecurities. I was I was dating someone last last year, and it was beautiful and it was amazing, and she was awesome. And um, but I learned through that that I have a lot I still need to work on within myself because yeah. I was bringing those to our situation. And that's not fair on her. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. so with with going through all of that stuff, like what in the future, God willing, like what is going to be different? Like how we go about things? 
as a different <clears throat> Matthew in a in a relationship, of course. Hmm. What do you mean? Like what? So with all the stuff you learned, all the stuff you have gone through, all the stuff that you have picked up with yourself right now, how will it be different? What will like how will your approach to a relationship look? Slower. Mm. I think a big thing is pace. Yeah. And um, you know, if you get caught up and you, you really start feeling someone, pace kind of goes out the window. Yeah, that's a lot of at least personally. Yeah. You know, like you pace goes out. And then you slow down. Sprinting. So I think a big thing is pace. And then um even just I'm starting to bring certain aspects of my life into these things. Like, okay, what religion do you adhere to? What are your politics? What what is your life outside of quarantine? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like what what are your what are your goals or whatnot? Because now it's a matter of like building. Not yeah. just getting to know someone, but building. Yeah. So it it has to it has to include those features, I would say. Yeah. Oh. I love that he says like yeah. the, the, the little the like a lot of people forget that, especially when it comes to your own belief, mm-hmm. compromising. Mm-hmm. You're just you're asking for it to fall apart. You're yeah. adding to you're it, literally like, asking <laughs> like no because it doesn't especially if you believe in something so valuable as God and your and He's your Creator and you're compromising on that and you're compromising on what certain things you do and what certain things you mm-hmm. don't do and then at the end of the day. Um, people kind of rush it and be like, I'm in love, but you compromise throughout the whole thing. So it's not really love. Do you understand? Like, it's, it's, yeah. do that it's just like, as you said, people are rushing and they're racing and they're running. And, and when they get to the final destination, just like, oh, I don't know. And that's how relationships fall apart after year three, year four, year five, because they rush through all of it. And I feel at right? that point too, like most people believe, like they break up because they'd be like, oh, I don't know myself anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you don't because you, you compromise through yeah. the whole thing. Right. And yeah, you, you didn't lost have your, yourself. They didn't have like, their own identity. Your identity they, was, was yeah. created within them. And then yeah. it's just like, who am I actually? Yeah. What do I actually like? And it, yeah. going back to the belief it's like it, it didn't hold you down as much then like yeah. it wasn't as important to you if you just exactly segued you just, you know? because I, I wasn't even i wasn't convicted in anything yeah you know what I'm, like yes. i didn't have any convictions yes. i didn't know what my politics were right. i didn't which which religion which yeah. i wasn't convicted in anything so i wasn't looking for anyone that was as well but now that i'm becoming more convicted mm-hmm. i think compromising that's that's not happening at all but there is a sense of like you can coexist with someone. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people that can do that, that can be Democrats and Republicans, right, liberals, right. conservatives, Christians and Muslims, and coexist together. Mm-hmm. Some people can work like that. I think it's more so a thing of like, can you coexist or will you end up compromising? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to end up compromising, mm-hmm. clear, clear. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't think it's right if I'm Christian and I'm trying to marry a Muslim. Does, what am I teaching my kid? I'm teaching my kid Christian values and you're teaching my kid Muslim. Like, I, I don't, that's not, that but can't people be with strong wills, it's like you, you get pulled apart. It, it will cause of, separation and I yeah. just wouldn't want to divide it home, to be honest. So, like, <laughs> like you stay single and not compromise and find the right one. But I was going to say, like, I really, like, I'm happy that you have, like, you're finding and you're growing your in yourself because... 
Like the stuff we talked about years and years ago, the, the stuff you've been through, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Is this the same Matthew that I talked to? <laughs> you know, but it's great that, you see, a lot of people are not even aware of the stuff they should be looking for or or the stuff that um they're thinking. Be, and then they maybe like they get aware when they're 40 or something. But like when you're young and you already know the do's and don'ts, it's amazing. I think, that, but so. I think Matthew, doesn't that come with you actually becoming self-aware and spending time yeah. with yourself. Like if every, oh, if every sure. like six months, three months, you're in a next relationship or you're entertaining somebody, there's no, absolutely no room for, for you, you to even sit down and realize, yo, how did I, what happened with the previous one? That What didn't work? What was I doing that wasn't working, right? Yeah. And so that's what it's, like that's why you're talking about how he's grown. It's because he's become self-aware, right? Right. Mm. Spent time yeah. with yourself. So... Very much so. And I make it like a point to spend time with myself and spend time with God. And again, back to the other point, like, sometimes it's not that deep. I just enjoy myself. That's so, it, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in enjoying myself, you learn about yourself. And honestly, I, I try to surround myself around different people. Yes. Different yes. upbringings, different everything. So when you do that, you learn what you part with and what you don't. Yeah. Right, so, right. yeah, no, nah, I can't, can't hop back if it's not. Nah. <laughs> it true. He said, if you don't have uh, different people around you, oh, sorry, I just lost it. If you don't have different people around you, like, you won't, like, see how you could grow. Like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like, if you have the same people, like, in your mm -hmm. lane, you mm -hmm. just feel like you're doing okay. The same, That's yeah, right, because you know? even in my life, I try to I try to put in the, the aspect of mentoring. So, like, when I'm with a kid one-on-one, -on -one, how will I act during those different weeks? And then that experience... I'm now going to see like, oh, I didn't know I could do this. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I could do it. Instead of staying around the same three people, which is, mm -hmm. it is what it is. But mm -hmm. just to incorporate different people in your life, you're right. It'll make yeah. you even grow yeah. even more. So. Different energy, different perspectives and whatnot. And then through that, you just learn like, oh, okay, I don't agree with you. Oh, yeah. trust me. We, we know. We have a friend. <laughs> we have a friend right now that's that's like, oh, my gosh. It's making us go back to our word and, and making us read our Bible and do research. So, trust me. We know. I was like, damn, I don't, I don't know. The Bible like that. After you. <laughs> it pushes you. It challenges it you. Yeah, man. I mean, I have a question. Who's challenging you, who's, who's challenging you right now? Who's, who's around you that's challenging you right now in a sense where they're helping you grow? Um... Yeah, in that sense. That's a great question. Um, I think in different aspects of my life, so business-wise, I have a friend, Ananya. He's East African, too. Okay. Yeah. That's what you guys do. That's what you guys do. No, that's not. Thank you. Thank you. No, no. See this misconception? You see what they... Well, it's not. We go. We do a. Yeah. Yeah. But now we're doing this. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yo, Matthew, you see the people them? You see the people them? You see how they try to throw me under the bus? I'm their roommate. I'm their mate, eh? No, but you. I'm. 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 No. And then the people them on the internet are gonna say, "Oh, Nana, Nana's this, Nana's that." You see, thank you, Matthew. You clean it up, bro. No, but you gotta clean it up. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean that. I meant what he did with his mouth but he didn't use his hand he didn't continue <laughs> no he, 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 <laughs> sorry, you gotta Matthew, deal with this continue. guy sometimes he's at a you gotta control him go ahead <laughs> <laughs> go ahead <laughs> see 
see how wild these people are? Sorry. I love it though. It's what makes the show. You know, it's the energy. It's the energy. Yeah. But um, yeah. Who challenges me right now? My friend Anania. He challenges me business-wise. He's very much in the stock market and just aware of these things. So, kind of, you know, gets me out of like create mode and into business, yeah, business and whatnot. Um, honestly, religiously and with my faith. Eric, you challenged me a lot with oh, our with our phone God. calls. <laughs> yeah, 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 with our phone calls. And Thanks, man. That's cool. Yeah, you challenged me. I'll say your conviction very much so in terms of faith. Having you like, whenever we would have those calls, I would leave on. I'm like, all right, I gotta come correct. <laughs> yeah, like I gotta, I gotta try to be more more on par with that. So for sure, I'll give you that. And then creatively, you know, it's just different aspects. Like. Yeah. Man, I'm blessed. I have a lot of people that 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 help me and that challenge me and raise me and whatnot. So, real talk, real talk. Yeah, That's... it's so important to have a circle of people around you to uplift you, challenge you, and not just to be your yes man or <laughs> like just be like, yeah, that's what he does. Okay, fine. So you know, you need people to be like Matthew. You're mm-hmm. not in the right. So, and mm-hmm. you, yeah, having people that will check you. Yes. I think is yes. yeah. like yeah. Very important. Very important. Most important. Like, yo, you're out of, you're out of line right now. Mm-hmm. So I definitely thank God I have that. Yeah. So we talked about a lot of great things. So can you tell the people or tell us, what are you doing now? Like, what is Matthew up to right now that you can share, you know? Because I know a lot of people in the, in the business world, I'd be like, Matthew, no. Matthew, no, don't say that. Matthew, like, Matthew, don't say that. You know? But what can you share with us? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now. So I'm still on contract with Chorus for uh, Nick Plus to continue to do the voiceover. So I'm still the voice of that. And um, outside of that, just doing a lot of auditions. Hopefully going to land a show or a movie or something along the lines. Mm. Hmm. Not hopefully. I know it's coming. It's coming. Did, did, he had to, did you see that? He said, mm. he said, nah, it's coming. That's coming. Yeah, no. I said, that's hopefully. I'm glad you did that because I said hopefully, but then... That's why it's important to have people to check yourself, and it's important to check yourself as well. When I said hopefully, my first thought was, do you work that hard for hopefully? Yeah, yeah man. Put it in the air. In the air yeah. like, nah. And it's not cockiness. You're just confident. You're confident. So I just, I know what he I'm... Believes, he believes what he... Yeah, he knows what he knows. Yeah. You know? yeah. Sorry, when you say voiceovers for Nickelodeon, like, is it like cartoon stuff? And, like, how can I... Uh, hear your voice yeah no it's, it's um so the, the promo like all the promo for the streaming oh. service you i do all the promo for them so on amazon apple tv all that stuff thank you i'm working on that right now and uh a couple other creative projects i'm hoping to to bring forth but i don't want to prematurely you know like so i'll just let them fester for now yeah Oh, that sounds good to hear. He's a cool guy. He Very is. cool. We could talk for hours. Cool guys. This guy should talk for hours. <laughs> and hours. <laughs> for hours. You can do that on YouTube. Right? Right? No, but thank you very much for joining us. Like yeah, it was man. really cool. And obviously this is our first time meeting you, Eric. Don't call me oh. Eric. <laughs> and our first interview. Wait. Matthew, I don't like when they call me Eric. Okay, let me break down something Sorry, for the yeah. people. Them. I was gonna ask, but I'm like, I, don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, see, I never introduced. I never said, "Hey, Matthew, call me Nana," because when we talk <laughs> with our friends, everyone knows me as Eric. So I don't want to just say, "Hey, everyone, just call me Nana." You Why know? not? 
I don't know because they've been knowing me as not Eric for like so many years, seven years. So and it's like introduce yourself. Okay, sorry, no, but no, but listen. At the end of the day, you can't just switch up on them and say call me Nana. Now he's saying don't. No, call. he. I no. said. I said don't. You don't call me Nana. I mean, you don't call me Eric. That's not fair. What do you mean? How's that it fair, sounds Matthew? so weird. That's not fair. Matthew, it <laughs> sounds I can, I weird. I should interchange. It sounds well, how, weird. How were how were you introduced to him as Eric or Nana? Nana, Nana exactly. Can't just. Okay. But then we heard Eric and we said, oh. Okay. No, the mean? only time you say Eric is when you're gonna go pick up my lunch from work, <laughs> <laughs> or you're gonna you're gonna go to work and say, "Hey, is Eric here?" You know, because it's my document. People, I say a lot of people. Do you hear this guy? <laughs> I know I'm talking a lot, but people, them. I'm gonna change everything to Nana Danko. Don't worry, don't worry. I gotta. I got my black roots. You know, do you, have, do you have do you have another name? It's, it's your name. I'm sorry. Do you have another name that people call you by? <laughs> I know your mom doesn't call you Matthew. Like your, mom doesn't call you Matthew. your mom doesn't call you Matthew. Your mom doesn't call you Matthew. My name's Matthew. That's it, guys. Don't don't. She doesn't. She doesn't call me Matthew. Exactly. So what she call you, bruh? <laughs> well, all right, I'm on your side, bro. <laughs> My mom calls me Matthew. Calls me Matthew. Everybody has everybody, yeah, everybody has these guys. Yo, Matthew. Stop. I'm not gonna say it. But Matthew, these guys have two different names when they go home and they go into their parties and stuff like that. It's not even Bernice and Janet anymore, bro. This life. That's how man. It's a secret, like This is this is this is boss, eh? This is boomy. You're so oh my gosh, he doesn't even know. He doesn't so hard. This is Tala. He doesn't even know. That's this sad. Is boomy. This is Boomy right here. But it goes longer too. I, you know, honestly, people, them, my mind is kind of. I never called her Busted before. That's just crazy. But I know her name is Boomy. So. Okay. See you. Well. Oh. Sorry. Good? Yeah, Ty's calling. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Does he want to join the interview? No, no, Ty. Okay. Well, thank you very thank much, you. Matthew, yes, for joining Matthew. us for being our first. Um, interviewee, yeah. and make sure you guys check out his book. You can call me. It's yes. really good, yes. honestly. Yes. It's yep. very. It's, I love the simplicity, but it's so raw. So yeah. I love it. And it's check really him cool. on all his things. That yeah, where they can, yeah. where can they find tell us, you? Yeah. Tell them. Tell them. Obviously, you want we want you. Yeah, you could find me on Instagram, Twitter at uh, one as in the number Matthew Walker. See, that's so simple. <laughs> I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> well. Hope you guys uh, love this interview. So you can guys subscribe to our channel, YouTube, so you can watch it. You can also listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts over there. And Google. And And Google. Google. And you can also find us on our Instagram, the Juxtaposition Podcast. Underscore. Underscore. Because somebody took it. it. You know. But they're not serious. But yeah. Subscribe, subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you know when it's up. This interview is going to be awesome, guys. You need to check it out because this guy is talented. Very talented. So, yes. Thank you for... Allowing us to interview yes, you. Yes, thank you, Matthew. We appreciate you a lot, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. And that's all, folks. We're yep. in juxtaposition. I'm your host. We're out. <laughs>